0: I was at a cafe um, earlier today, and I was I was shocked, uh, Brogan. I was shocked. I have to say.
1: Tell me more, Pavlos of the Daydreamcast. Cast. <laughs> um,
0: I was shocked because the um, you know the the 1.5 meters distance you know between people and like the distance they have to have between tables and stuff. It was uh, not uh, adhered to. By the by, the cafe uh, staff or like the you know, cafe owners. Uh, I was I was really I was really shocked. So I was sitting next to this Charmander, and uh, didn't even have a mask on. Um, I was quite. Uh, Isn't that
1: also like a fire hazard?
0: Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> that I'm used to, you know, uh, working with fire. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I played Pokemon Cafe Mix. <laughs> which is uh you were like when I said oh I want to talk about this you were like we 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 sort of we jumped the shark for first mobile game uh, this is the end times for the for the cast
1: it looks it, it looks pretty grim Pavlos, I'm not gonna lie <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm surprised yeah Why did you when you that?
1: said it I thought we were scraping the bottom of the barrel and <laughs>
0: We, maybe we are, <laughs> but... Uh, what do you do in the game? All right, Pokémon Café Mix. So, the game is not only on mobile, but it's also on Switch, which, as you all know, nothing, no uh, no shovelware lands on Switch at all. <laughs> I don't know if you ever looked at the eShop, but it's all very heavily curated, nothing <laughs> iffy on there.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: Right, <laughs> But uh, no, so they announced this uh, recently in their like mini Pokemon Direct, where they also announced it in Pokemon Snap, <clears throat> and uh, it's a one of the it's a new the new game in the ultimately in the Pokemon Troze uh, slash Link series, which is a series of puzzle games. Uh, Troze is the Japanese title, um, started with the Link, Troze, Link are the same game on DS, it got uh, two games on 3DS, one of them was Pokemon Link Battle, that was a downloadable, and then Pokemon Shuffle which, maybe you remember that um, yeah, that I'm, I'm,
1: I'm with you on Troze and Shuffle uh, I'm, right. I, I still remember these, this is back when right. I liked
0: Pokemon I, I put a lot of hours into Shuffle, let's say, oh, well over 200 <laughs> um, which uh was different than the previous two because it wasn't like action oriented like you wa- weren't like moving stuff in real time trying to match stuff but it was like turn-based you just you, you swap two pieces and that led to some chain and it was just it was move based um, so and I like that more so this game now comes in Pokemon cafe mix uh, it has really good art I have to say that uh, it, the art is really nice um, like from the dishes, the cafe art, the, the cafe you serve, all that stuff is like Pokemon themed with unique sort of looks and like the Pokemon look uh, cute. And uh, it's like a new art style. I I haven't seen this art style before uh, for Pokemon. So it's not like taken from something else, but it's a wholly original art style for the for the game. Uh, I sound like a sales uh, man here, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but it is, yeah. And... Um, So what you do is you have like this big grid with like icons in it and you uh, go nuts connecting them uh, and then they uh, sort of cause um, stuff to explode and or like chain reactions or it disappears anyway. It fills up some special meter you have and stuff like that. Um, The clue is that it is sort of a mix of the previous titles because it is actually move-based. So it incorporates the more Let's say active and a bit more fanatical uh, um, sort of gameplay of the of Link and Link Battle, but it's move based like Shuffle. So um, and the individual stages are also uh, unique uh, like like in Shuffle. So uh, you just progress through it, making more and more dishes, uh, sort of hiring more and more Pokemon once they. Uh, once you serve them enough dishes, they become friends with you, and they offer something for the menu and stuff. Anyway, the uh, it's a it's a neat hybrid. Um, the biggest problem so far is definitely the difficulty curve because it's free to play. Like you can definitely tell when it's like um, when the game gets antsy for you to maybe start spending a little uh, using those items you got for free, and maybe then. Once you run out, maybe you'll buy some on your own. You know, <laughs> you note that uh, sort of uh, line when that li- when you cross that line, you notice it because the difficulty, uh, you know, it's it actually, yeah, it's not it it becomes relatively challenging pretty quickly. Yeah. Hello, is my my co-host still there?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> I, I have uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pokemon wow. puzzle game wow uh y- you take pokemon and you make them work in your your bourgeois cafe and you know they are a proletariat class and you are enforcing your will upon them it's okay it's fine exploit exploitation of the pokemon class, It's who cares <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm giving them. I'm giving them work here. I'm giving them a salary. You know, <laughs> obviously I pay. I pay less than um, minimum wage, but uh, that's what tips are for.
1: Uh, yeah, you give the Pokemon some berries, and it's good enough, right?
0: Right. Uh, well, <laughs> with that with that out of the way, uh, I don't think I, I'm not. Sure, I I wonder if anyone has uh, talked this uh, much about Pokemon Cafe Mix uh, in the, the, the only on
1: here. Only, you know, this yeah. is where you get the good stuff.
0: Exclusive, right? <laughs> uh, right, and here is, of course, the Daydream Cast, um, your number one and only podcast, <laughs> not just for video games. <laughs> yeah, we just talk about anything here. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I All haven't right.
1: listened to it yet, but did you really do an entire podcast over on the Twin Geeks about breakfast?
0: You mean uh, Breakfast Club? Yeah. We, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 We did an in-depth uh, discussion of uh, of Breakfast uh, Club. Yeah. Wow. It's a movie podcast, so you know we wouldn't. Uh, we would, We stick. They stick to the topic over there. They're very. they like, faithful. <laughs> they're very buttoned up. You know, I was trying to sort of you know make some light discussion on uh, on like breakfast habits and stuff, uh, breakfast traditions, but they were like, no, we're a movie podcast. We got to talk about this movie now. So, ah, I see. That was a bit of a shame, but, you know, I tried.
1: <laughs> you know, the game I've been playing that's not Dead Rising, our week's game, um, yeah. was uh, Dead by Daylight, another horror game. Um okay. It's an asymmetric uh, slasher. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with it. Um, uh, well, but- I
0: know of it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but, you know, the main the main concept is four players have to do um, generators around a map, like that's their goal, and then escape by surviving. And there's another player who is a killer, and uh, they have to kill him. And um, mm-hmm. it's really popular in the license sense. They've gotten many licenses. They've yeah. had Michael Myers and Lori Strode from Halloween. They've had Leatherface. They've had... Um, uh, the pig from Saw. It's Amanda, but she's wearing the thing and she puts on head traps on people. Okay. Um, but recently, this was the new licensed killer. Uh yeah. They added Pyramid Head. Oh. Yeah, and they added a uh, they added a new survivor, which was Cheryl or Heather yeah. or I don't know how you want to go into the, not to go into the lore. I don't know which name is appropriate, but uh, it's the Silent Hill three Cheryl. You know, and yeah, um, yeah. they also added an entire map of Silent Hill One's school grounds. Oh wow! Uh, um, yeah, and all are pretty faithfully done to their uh, respective game. Like Pyramid Head has had a lot of different design decisions beforehand, like in uh, future Silent Hill titles, but this one is pretty true to Two's design. And same with Cheryl. So, like, it, I, I kind of enjoy it. What, what I like about it is is most of the game is fundamentally uh, geared against killers. Like, it's a very okay. hard game to play when everyone is good. Because if everyone is good, uh-huh. um, survivors tend to win. Except when you play a character like Pyramid Head. And Pyramid Head in that sort of tool set is just making me delight in the bloodbath. Okay um i don't have any major nuances here other than saying it's fun i think asymmetric games in general have trouble balancing i think that's probably going to be its fundamental issue forever but i don't care
0: are you saying he's uh you you've you've got better chances with pyramid head like he's stronger than other killers or i
1: would say i would say um he's not he's probably not the strongest But uh, the game functions in different ways. Basically, there's like a hide and seek time where everyone's hiding and doing their goals. Mm -hmm. And and if the killer finds somebody, they chase them. And the meta for the game is built around how fast the killer can um, end one of those segments, especially the chase segment. Like, if you can get to a, a survivor fast after finding them you're probably you know one of the best killers in the game mm-hmm. um, and pyramid heads like that uh, pyramid head cuts a lot of time um, okay. and that's really what's special and uh, he, he just feels punishing like he could just take mm-hmm. a big old knife and just slash <laughs> it through somebody right it's good old classic gore
0: that's good so would you say they do right by the by the license or whatever?
1: um i personally think so i think some people sometimes get their knickers in a twist about the mm-hmm. overuse of pyramid head like oh yeah. it's supposed to be a manifestation of james's guilt or whatever i think they're going too far into the metaphors here i think people just like pyramid head i think he's cool <laughs> let's put him in a video game things will be okay
0: real cute by. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, the one thing I'll say as well in a joking sense is uh in the beta, Pyramid Head had a really nice toned ass. Like it was pretty like but, um, defined.
0: What excuse me?
1: And then they and then they nerfed it when it got to public. Like when oh, when no. normal people could play the game, they yeah. nerfed the butt.
0: Damn them. Man.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: That's, that's uh, OP, but uh, <laughs> getting nerfed since, I don't know, 1991.
1: Yeah, well... Uh, that's all I had to say about it.
0: I have a question, though. Uh, when are they going to add um, horror icon Gooigi, uh to that game?
1: Guiji? Oh, whew. I think that was one of the most asked-for ones. I think it's like... <laughs> oh,
0: I'm not surprised, yeah.
1: I think okay. it's like Pinhead um the leprechaun from the leprechaun movies mm. um yeah. and then guiji for sure guiji yeah so i, I would look forward into it late 2020 2021 i guess
0: okay okay yeah. I'll, uh, yeah no i'll keep an eye out for that <laughs> um i know that my, i know that niyamoto wants wants him in it's just if they'll t- take him you know the dead by Daylight the deaths they can be a bit it's tricky.
1: They're picky, and you know they're so successful. I don't know if they want to risk themselves with a Nintendo property.
0: Right, right. Well, uh, good to good to no, That's good that uh, Silent Hill is uh, alive in some way, some form, <laughs> somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, in a Konami sense, I'm glad that they are open to licensing. Like, oh yeah, that's at least that's clear. easy
0: money. Easy money.
1: Yeah. um, it's better than a pachinko machine, I guess. Can you imagine yes. a Silent Hill pachinko machine?
0: Doesn't that exist?
1: Does it exist?
0: I don't. I don't know. I know like, that an ac- arcade game exists, which is actually like pretty uh, unique and like uh, people like it. But uh, I, know I mean, I would
1: actually respect an arcade game, but I, I wouldn't. Respect yeah, no,
0: you should look machine. it up. You should look it up. Uh, the arcade game. It's actually pretty neat. Um, well speaking of uh, arcade games um <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a forced uh segue but uh we uh we have a new feature which we started last week which is the HIO minute which features uh, a lot of smaller you could say arcade like uh titles um uh based on the huge bundle they did for uh the uh, black lives matter and um, right
1: and we're fi- and we are discussing games within it. Pavlos, what game are you playing this week?
0: I brought this game. Uh, the so the fun thing is that you have this huge list of games, uh, or uh, like a let's say several pages of games, like uh, almost sixty, I think. I'm not, sure, I don't remember. But it's uh, a lot. It's a lot, a lot of games, and um, I just picked something, and I didn't even look it up, even like didn't look up if it got a, an like a steam release you know if it got spun out into a full thing or whatever i just tried something i later uh did find out that it ha- is on steam uh and you can get it for the price of like 10 bucks which is cool because the new standard uh, price seems to be 15 for uh for indie games um the game is called Glitched, so it's like bewitched but uh but with glitches, and uh, this fits the theme of the game, where you are in a computer. And I don't know about you, but I do like my fake computers in games, uh, like I, when you are on a fake desktop. There's been quite a few of those um, in recent years, uh, especially indie games. Uh, so I bet you could make like you could make easily make a list of like 10, 15 games. Yeah. Um, and uh, this one has it as well. It's all rendered in a sort of pastel, very pastel, colorful sort of way um, with like little characters, animals, like cute animals and stuff. The premise is that you're, uh, there's a glitch witch, um, which is uh, almost as good a rhyme, uh, well, almost as good as, let's say, almost as catchy as like something like Shark Month. Um, you know. Shark not... Month! Right uh so the the glitch witch wants a uh sort of needs you to to uh take um her place for for a while and do her job um and you're basically going through like hacking into computers which sounds more a lot, well you just go through computers you're on a grid it's a puzzle game and you hack these computers and you have to find out sort of um what the icons on the computers indicate which varies it's like uh, every screen sort of has its own like a little code or a little pattern or whatever and you have to basically make it through the uh sort of through the i don't know network uh, or whatever and um that's the first half and the other half of it uh is uh battles you battle uh, like other uh enemies um and that's like a match three puzzle game in a way um and you have to basically explode the square they're hiding under. You don't see where they're hiding. You have like tools to sort of make them visible, if you, if you, or like find out where they are potentially, like radars and stuff like that. And you have to basically make a match on the squ- like on the square where
1: they're hiding. So it's or, like battleship in that
0: sense. In kind of yeah, that's a good in, that's an, that's a good parallel. Yeah, it's like if match three uh, on a grid classic match three with with like a battleship uh, twist yeah um, right uh, I think people should uh, check it out like I said the aesthetic is really uh, neat and uh, the puzzle stuff sort of the first stuff I mentioned where you go through the computers and hack and stuff it's it can be a bit uh, obtuse but uh, but it's all like very light and just you know something I don't know it's, it's like it's something some I want, don't I won't Say casual, but uh, you know it's something to sort of take a load off and just play for a while. It's sort of level or world-based, basically. Um, unfortunately, it can be be a bit annoying that you have to restart a world or server or whatever it's called in the metaphor in the metaphor of the game. But uh, and um, that that's a bit annoying. But uh, otherwise, I think it's well worth uh, checking out if you like uh, if you like these puzzle games, let's say. Uh, and this is a unique one. Uh Beglitched was the name.
1: Wow. How about you? I will actually check it out. Um I what I like is 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 how small these games can be sometimes and yeah. uh but just like how just how fun they can be. Um I I've, right. I've been playing a lot of just in a general sense, I'm not gonna talk about them here, but I've been playing a lot of the shmups on uh on the list and uh, they're really fun. Um I, I like that or like the bullet hell ones. Where mm-hmm. you're really just dodging a bunch, um, mm-hmm. that stuff's like very addictive to me. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's really impressive what people can do with, uh,
0: yeah,
1: the resources they have. Uh, my itch, I O game um, was Night of the Consumers. I tried right. to have mine have a little more of a theme, but I think I'll give up on that next round. <laughs> um, yeah, Night of the Consumers is basically a. Uh, I think in genre it's a stealth game, and in mm-hmm. aesthetic, it's like a, it's like a like a gross, yeah, garish. It's garish. It's very colorful, '90s horror almost. You basically play as a store clerk on your first day at work, yeah, and are uh, you go out and you have to. Take boxes of items, go to the aisle that matches them, and then slowly by your mouse put the items on the shelf. Okay. Um. What's horrific about it is is number one, there's a time limit you have to do within a certain amount of time, yeah. and number two, there's c- customers everywhere, and mm-hmm. the customers are the zombies of the game. They are the things you're wanting to avoid. Um. They they I will. See. They'll be like, "Excuse me," and then they'll run right to you. And even that if you're doing horrifying. the shelf thing, uh, your camera will abruptly turn to them, and mm-hmm. they will be like shaking the camera, being like, "Excuse me, I need to know where uh, the the <laughs> clothespins are. Can you tell me where the clothespins are?" And then yeah. you have to drop your box, walk with the person fast, or else they'll complain to the manager over to the uh, you know kitchen. Wear department or whatever or the laundry uh aisle uh drop them off there and then go back to what you were doing so it's like a pressure time game but like you're running away from all the people you see um you see someone you're basically hiding behind aisles um Mm -hmm. an easy way to do things is um hiding in uh employee only rooms which is definitely uh which is definitely what I used to do, when I was scared of customers right. in retail, that's and I, cool. th- I, I think that's what captures the experience the most.
0: It sounds like a very satirical, sort of grotesque, uh, grotesquely satirical, uh, not so subtle, but like more. It's more about the um, sort of means it's fi- it finds to sort of convey this uh, re- very real horror, sort of in the service industry and. Uh, Or like in working of working in retail rather. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I would recommend it. Um it's it was hard too. Like it was it was really difficult, especially at first. And the one the thing I don't like is that the the different customers will have different demands and they'll escalate demands as the day goes on. Like there will be a woman that just loses her kid and she's like, I need you to find my kid. And you're like, whoa, lady, okay. So then you're just walking around the store hoping that you, you know, have enough time. And your only indicator of um, where to find them is a yelling baby in your ear. It's meant to be very off-putting aesthetically in mm-hmm. an intentional sense, and I'm okay with that. So yeah. um, it works in a horror way. I like it when horror goes garish.
0: No, for sure, yeah. Uh, no, that sounds cool. And like with the... Aesthetic at the start, you, you meant like this sort of, let's say, recreated uh, or like now on Vogue, uh, sort of homage to like PS1 type of graphics, right? Uh,
1: um, yeah, it's, it's very blocky. Um, right. The textures on um, items and locations are definitely like that blurred pixelated thing right. PlayStations used to do. Um, yeah. And the faces look sort of like warped to the because they have such low poly heads. So when you put the texture on, it looks sort of unnatural. Um, Mm -hmm. and this one definitely embraces that. I think other PS one aesthetic games go for more of like a silent hill approach where there isn't a lot of texture. It's just fog, no texture and like, or like bare texture, I should say. And just like a subtle approach. This one doesn't go for
0: subtlety. Oh, Okay, cool. I will check that out. Um, that's another of the consumers um and my game was uh, big glitched so uh if you got the bundle you already have these games and can check them out if not uh yeah you can st- you can get them um do you know if uh, another of the consumers is uh, a because i know in the bundle there were also like some free st- I some stuff.
1: i don't think it free. is free but
0: i can check okay. It out. okay um either way well worth checking out uh, these games and um well i think uh i think we're ready to uh to move to our game of the week uh it was sort of a shorter we should say or i should i can honestly uh, and openly preface this i was a busy week at least for me so uh um <laughs> pokemon cafe mix it was <laughs> well that that, and...
1: that should have been the game of i know
0: it's fine uh, yeah yeah it's fine uh maybe maybe next week maybe you know cafe mix minute Anyone? maybe when
1: i rot in hell <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great. Uh, uh, speaking of hell uh, dead rising
1: heck yes
0: Yes. Um, well, do you want to uh, sort of uh, talk about your uh, personal history with the game before we talk about the game proper?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think I'll think i talk about my personal history with it. Um, this is, I don't think it is launched, I think it came out a little later in the lifespan of the mm-hmm. Xbox 360. Like, um, I, I remember my first Xbox 360 game was Call of Duty 2. And then I got bored of the console. And then eventually mm-hmm. I got Dead Rising. Okay. And Dead Rising consumed my mm-hmm. uh, my uh, you know early generation uh, yeah. enjoyment. Um, what I we like should
0: about say, uh, we should say it came out in two thousand
1: six. I think what's cool about it is it's mm-hmm. It does a lot of tech demo things for the console. I didn't even Mm -hmm. think about it, but, like, obviously there's a... What you do in the game is you are a Frank West photojournalist. There seems to be a zombie outbreak, or something's going on in Willamette, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And you are flown in um, to check out the mall, where where all of the rioting and all that's going down. Turns out there's zombies. You have 72 hours to figure out what's going on. Um, and you will return back up to the thing. And the gameplay uh, features thousands of zombies, more like hundreds on your screen or dozens. I, I, I'm sure it's hundreds like when it's in like the garage. Um, yeah. But uh, there's just countless amounts to showcase the processing power of the Xbox 360. <laughs> um, and uh, you goof off in the mall. there's a bunch of options and it. it's a very open system. Um, that's uh, s- structured by time. Um, mm-hmm. It goes in in, re- in like a ratio of real time. It's like, I don't know. I think it's like, like six minutes to an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, what I also liked about it was like, it gave structure in like achievements. Um, it's like pretty much the only game that instead of giving you uh, rewards for like normal milestones it gives you rewards for achievements like i i, I actively played for achievements on that right game. so like i i i uh 100 percented it as a kid and yeah. now i'm just like kind of familiar with it now i just go back every now and then to just play the story kill some psychopaths in the mall and have fun
0: right um yeah so you you are uh, a a veteran a dead rising veteran i am a complete uh newcomer uh obviously no of the series it always interested me well it was a long time and certainly was a problem like i couldn't have i wouldn't couldn't have um sort of uh, procured the game in 2006 uh because in germany that ser- the series is banned it's like one of the few uh very few uh, things that um, that are are banned here. Um, I think the new one isn't maybe the fourth. So eventually, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, definitely the first one. Playing and this it,
1: one, playing this one again. I I I paid attention to your German play. I was like, how how bloody is this game? And it's pretty bloody. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little. Uh, nonchalant about how it treats human I think, beings.
0: Well, uh, what's I think there is very specific things because obviously we I, I I'm, re- I'm telling you like very few things get got banned here. Like some stuff, like years of war, you could get like from under the counter. Um, so it was like sort of ha- half banned or like you had to sort of you know be like eighteen and be there to really uh sort of um, check who was buying it but um but most of the stuff it's like the famous examples are like wolfenstein and uh and um dead rising i think uh of like what, the, do,
1: what do you think did it for dead rising
0: I, I think for dead rising i'm i'm not sure but i think that st- i remember stuff like sort of S- sans Row is another example which it didn't get banned but i think it uh, got like um censored um where you can't uh, like curb some people, or like you can't uh, hit people when they're on the ground, like keep stomping them and stuff. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, I think you can st- totally do that
0: in general. Moves like moves like that, I think, uh, were definitely a problem for a long time uh, for games here. But I don't, I can't tell you why they like didn't cut it out and just, you know, uh, maybe. I mean, it's always. Uh, I think the feed, the process, always like feedback to developer. You have to take this out to release it here. Uh, and then the publisher, or whatever, has to decide if if that if they're gonna do that or if they're just gonna take the the hit and uh, not release it in that uh, country. Uh, so I think that that's always sort of the process. So who knows? Um, but um, but yeah, uh, nowadays no problem to get this. I mean, first of all, band games. There's like a ten year statute that you know after that I think it's sort of fair game to re-release it and. Uh, sort of set, have it exa- re-examined you know um and now it's totally easy to to get the game so uh i have it on steam i um i'm not sure if you can buy the remake that easily on xbox one with if in you know if you have a region set to germany i'm not sure but it's the easiest thing to just change the region and uh, you know it's what i did so um i played the remastered uh, version which you also played right
1: Yes, I, I I played the remastered version. I right. did it on PS4.
0: Right, I played the Xbox One uh, version. Uh, so, yes, I had no experience with the series at all. Sorry for the uh, sort of, I don't know, like info. F- the, the, no, the, I mean, I, I think <laughs> asking about uh, con-
1: uh, like our personal context is actually yeah. a really good uh, preface to our opinions. What did you think of Dead Rising?
0: Right, uh, so I'll be uh, completely open um, because of what my week was and the game being what it is. I definitely can't like I I, I haven't uh, I haven't beaten the game. Um, I think there's uh, sort of well, the game is sort of uh, a, a learning process um when you played it for the first time. I don't know if you can if you can like sort of you're probably it's so ingrained in you probably the game that you maybe don't feel it as much anymore. But sort of playing it for the first time even now, it is, I have to say, an, it's a very special thing. Uh, there is a a an air of mystery to the whole thing, not just because of the plot, but also you get sort of dropped in, you uh the mechanics get explained well. But uh, sort of the structure, what you what you should be doing, where you should go, it really is um, a more open open world than a lot of a lot of games that still come out or that came out after it. um, I would argue, Uh, like you can, um, in the sense that you really sort of can figure out. You have to figure out uh, your uh, the order in which you do things. And obviously, there's story missions, which you can sort of follow um, and just, you know, to have that, those as orientation. But there's so much, you know, there's side stuff with all the survivors uh, you can rescue and stuff. That stuff is more like a management game and one where you really have to... Um, it's a real process getting accustomed accustomed to the location, uh, to the mall. I think, basically, um, you can spend enough time Um, or you can't spend too much time sorry, you can't spend too much time exploring uh, because it really will help you um, uh, knowing the mall knowing the the paths, knowing where the stores are and uh, and everything the doors, the safe rooms, etc the ducts Um, so that's the one thing and then obviously you have to um, sort of, (laughs) well when you play you will fail a lot and you will slowly figure out uh, a a good um, order in which you do things and take on uh, survivors. and Because these, the uh, the influx of uh, tasks and side missions is more, to large degree just um, predicated on uh, the time passing. So, even if you're failing everything and sort of not accomplishing anything, the game will just keep giving you the um, sort of the, the Otis, Otis from the uh, surveillance room will call you and will tell you sort of when a new event and the, or a new survivor is is spotted somewhere. Uh, Nothing
1: is really so... required for actual progression because progression just means time is moving for this
0: game. Exactly. So,
1: like even in story terms, there's like there's like four endings to this game, and mm-hmm. only one of them happens if you beat the actual game. Um, mm-hmm. like if you if you do the story things, everything else has to do with uh how many survivors you've saved or et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, So in that sense, it is – it's forgiving and unforgiving. And it's just really where your priorities lie. If you're like, all right, fuck these survivors. I don't give a shit anymore. I just need to do this one thing. This is usually what I do. Like I'll try to save as many survivors as I can. Before a story mission, and then when I can't, I go. All right, it's done. I just, I just, I just got wrap up here. Yeah, <laughs> I got to meet Isabella at twelve, and yeah, then I yeah. just go there, and then yeah. Sorry, like,
0: uh, sorry, Sophie. Tough yeah. luck. Yeah,
1: Sophie Turner is dead. She was always gonna die. I was walking outside, <laughs> and the convicts came in, and it's done. Yeah. It's over.
0: Right. Um, it really does feel like uh, I mean the. Core, the I can't stress enough. I was so impressed with the core conceit, the sort of one big location, uh, and obviously uh, a sort of open world in sort of an organic open world has, you know, that stuff has evolved. Obviously, the the, the stuff has been fine tuned, but it still feels like the way they scripted out and everything, it still feel, feels like uh, there's these part different parties uh, at play uh, in this mall. Um and uh, you can find stuff that sort of before you before an event happens, so you can still find stuff. For example, an example is like uh I went to the movie world, which is the uh mall uh cinema, and uh in one of the um rooms there was like this sort of you know, crazy like this altar this uh um do you know what I'm talking about? Like I this, do know what uh, you're
1: talking about, Pavlos, and I know no. how far you got, because I would have told you this. <laughs> right. Um, uh, day two, day two, by the way, they start mixing things up. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, um, after day two, especially after you do um, the second Carlito boss fight, um, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. there's cultists, there's literal cultists in the uh, mall. Yeah, and they, yeah. they, like, surround specifically uh, Paradise Plaza near the movie theater. Right, right. And that's their base of operations. And yeah. they can actually, uh, the way they operate is they're slow, they pray, so you can do a quick hit on them. But if you mm-hmm. let them go on their own and you don't address them immediately, um, they can stab you. And they can also blow, like, dust in your face. And you can faint and they can take you to their secret cult room. And right. you have to escape that. So, like... Right. They're, they're a separate type of enemy. Um, they yeah. sort of try to mix things up in this game after a while.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. But I I just wanted to highlight that even before they're there, there is something. Uh, they like foreshadow it. Yeah, there's a foreshadowing. You can find stuff like that. Uh, right, uh, and that's really great. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's weird. It's it's uh, it's super, it's a fascinating game to me, uh, despite the frustrations. Um, but um, I, it, it is this weird thing where uh, the stuff that I mentioned, the open world uh, nature of it is indicative of the time it came out. A lot of stuff is, like the way characters behave and gesture and talk, like, or like the way sort of characters do, like, there's a specific grunt or like a hand wave, like a, ah, <laughs> You know that is very GTA. Like you I'm get I'm thinking that of in the so animations. GTA like
1: I'm definitely yeah. imagining the animations, and they're gesturing their hands wildly as like a small text box says what they're saying. It very reminds me of like this is gonna be an embarrassing game to decipher this. But like I also think of like Sonic O Six. <laughs> yes. and that's exactly how the NPCs operate. Right,
0: same year. Uh, same. That's actually interesting. Yeah, same year, but man, worlds apart. <laughs> right and the, you have all that and at the same time it's got these arcade sensibilities where it's sort of based up uh, on replaying it you know and uh, sort of finding out its secrets and sort of um it really customizable experience a bit like Pikmin in that sense uh um just to set one game we we've you know covered before uh in the sense that you know it's adjustable uh there you can also uh um, decide. is a sort of a shortish game, but you could decide how much you put into it and how many parts you would save. Like here, here you can exactly decide like how many survivors you want to take on and sort of cast, sort of tailor your experience uh, decide uh, make your own objectives. Um, yeah, and, and I really what, like that. Hmm?
1: What's also nice is, um, I guess we can mention the psychopaths. I feel like I would be missing if we didn't mention the psychopaths. There's oh, bosses yeah. in the game throughout that are sort of, like, detailed caricatures of America. The plot is very, like, Japanese making fun of Americans. It's a mm. little uh, George Romero meets, you know, yeah. just Japanese people making fun of us. But it's really cool in that, like, the psychopaths that went crazy after a zombie invasion definitely reflect American values and stuff. But what I was, what I was really going to say was when you do these side missions... Um, they open up opportunities and give you things. There's there's rewards for the system as you yeah. progress through the story and as as you do everything. When you explore, you find helpful things to progress your XP or secret weapons. And if mm-hmm. you do story, you get secret items or like you get uh, shortcuts. And if you do bosses, you get great boss weapons. Some of the best weapons in the game are boss weapons, yeah. and you get uh, location areas and little little knickknacks that help you
0: right that's really cool yeah yeah that's uh that's one of the main draws for sure uh if that stuff didn't have rewards uh that would be a problem um i yeah it's weird that you i think uh, one of the funniest things for me and it's that's very unintended i think but like i think even the real characters look like zombies in some in in way in some ways like sometimes in specific
1: they're, they're a little like... stiff and stuff yeah and i to talk yeah. about the to talk about the actual zombies real quick, yeah. um, first off, most of them are actually models of those characters. I don't know like, uh-huh. how much yeah. you were able to pick that up, but like, the survivors in the game are actually zombie models. They are zombie models. Um, right, right. Yeah. And one thing I like about them is like, I think they still maintain some of their personality. Um, all uh-huh. the cops tend to congregate together. There's, like, yeah. specific spots where cops, con- cop zombies congregate. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Sort of, uh, this is going to be a bad example. I'm going to look bad by saying it. But it's, like, <laughs> the thing that comes up in my head is okay. um, women zombies, especially, like, some of the ones in different dresses, they'll go, what they do, instead of going for, like, your shoulders when they jump on you and attack you, they'll go for your crotch. Um, oh, Okay. And, that's very, um, that's,
0: very Japanese, uh, sort that's of a very Japanese That's a very Japanese thing, yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, um, and just in general, the zombies seem to still maintain their personality. And in sort of like a social commentary sense, you mm. know, you'll still see them pushing shopping carts. You'll still right. see them doing things. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In that very George Romero, you know, the, the zombies walking in the mall are basically us. There's not much difference.
0: I like that it takes some some concessions with that, where like the shops are quiet, like they only go in when if you draw them in, but they don't uh, hang out there. So you have you can have a sort of a quiet time, sort of. uh, And we should mention this. I mean, the shops, uh, the mall has a lot of shops and and stores, and uh, one of the great things is like the. Sort of the the design there, the um, interior design with like every shop having like so many uh, well items on display, which is like just sort of a flavor uh, thing, which which I enjoy. So I enjoy just looking at things. There's great art design for like products, uh, advertisements, mascots of uh, like these fake um, chains and and, and stores. Uh, and then of course a lot uh, like a lot of them or like a, a part of those. Uh, items those on display um but in some a lot a lot of items are usable and are weapons or like stuff you can eat you can cook stuff um like you can combine uh a stuff in the not not like in i think in later games you actually combine items right for weapons yeah um, uh,
1: after this one in dead rising 2 and such you'll literally combine weapons together right but in this one, you just combine like drinks together right. and stuff like that. Um,
0: but I think the combining weapons for like that Rising Two. I think that's the most like when you play this, even if you didn't know about what happened with Two. Um, I think it must have been the uh, most natural uh, thing. Like it t- makes so much sense to make that a sequel thing because um, I don't know. Playing it, I was like. This would be this is totally the natural progression here to go the next step for the series. <laughs> if this was uh, st- if the second one wasn't out yet, I would totally be arguing for weapon combining. Yeah,
1: um, I, and I mean definitely because I think the one the one issue, and it's not really an issue because you should know better. But like mm-hmm. the items that you can use to attack zombies with in the stores, like you can get you know like a a I don't know I I don't think you have, a, a guitar for instance. You get a guitar from the music store and smash uh, zombies with it. It's not that effective. It's not very useful. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We do it because uh, either we have no other weapons on us and we need something to to attack zombies with, or uh, it's for fun. And, um, yeah, that natural progression is, what if the guitar was actually effective? Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think it's always the, uh, with the weapons, it's always this balance of, like... Uh, strength, like the damage it does, uh, range, like how many can you hit with it. Like a lot of the weapons that do a lot of damage, uh, you can only really realistically hit like one or two zombies with it because it doesn't have like a, a an actual range. Um, and then uh, there's just a lot of weapons where it's like, even like throwables and stuff like that, where they're like just not that uh, good. It's just they, they don't do enough damage. Like uh, It's fun to use it because they are all like... Um, react uh, sort of they have like properties like they have, <laughs> their special sound design and stuff like when you hit them with a the guitar you hear like a strum the the uh, strings go off um, which is fun but, um, but I think the real good weapons obviously like the best stuff is obviously like you know <laughs> the, the vehicles and stuff like the lawnmower and stuff which has like which actually does damage and you can actually just literally mow them down uh mow down the zombies uh with so um so yeah i agree that uh sort of a lot of the weapons i right i i know sometimes i found myself just um sort of uh when i was sort of sick of it just running through it i would clear out some smaller parts of it and i would just you know keep i don't know keep picking up chairs like take one chair Use it till it's broken, then get the next, and just uh, make some space. Especially when and it's I a little satisfying to, to
1: do that. Sometimes it is just satisfying to just goof off in a store, go out, smash some zombies with it, go into yeah. another store, change your outfit. You haven't even talked about the outfits yet.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> that is key. Put on a dress
1: for Frank, and right. you know, do a little dance. It's it's all good.
0: I started it with the snakeskin jacket and the shades. Uh, that you can get from the very start. Uh, I don't know if in the original, but definitely in this remastered. Uh,
1: uh yeah, they're in the original. They were DLCs, but you didn't have. That's to pay what for I,
0: them. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, once you're out, you immediately you gotta go for that surfbot mask. Uh, surfbot, of course, being the Mega Man. Mega Legends. Man Legends. Tron Bon. Uh, and, and you get a mask, uh, like little robot guy, Legoy robot guy, and um. It's the best. Like there uh, immediately I knew. Yep, I'm not taking this off because, uh, and this is key. The cosmetic stuff. This and this is. Uh, if this wasn't there, it would totally be uh, a huge bummer. Something great turned into a huge bummer, but it isn't. So it's fantastic. And, and it's funny to carries... see
1: these like semi-serious cutscenes where Frank is, like, wearing something completely stupid.
0: <laughs> yes. That's my... P- okay, that, yeah, that was my, my point. That was the end of my sentence, yes. That's the key <laughs> thing, is that it carries over into the cutscenes. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank <Yeah>. you, Brogan. <laughs> no, but, like, that. I think that's what I like about the game's humor, is that it's not funny. It's only funny when you make it funny, and then I think that's what makes it special, is because it, it takes itself in a sort of B-movie seriousness, Where it's, like, just stupid.
0: Right. Although, yeah, I think, right, I think it's, you know, it's the kind of game that I can totally see why it became iconic. It's, like, uh, definitely one of the last, you know, games of the last 15 years, which is definitely iconic already. Um, And I can totally see it because it has an atmosphere and it has, like, so much the conceit is so creative and it's already, it nailed so many things already with the first one. Like the, uh, what we didn't talk about Frank West, the main character who walks like a Huckleback, which is like, but already you can see it's like this deadly in the deadly premonition way. It's like, this is kind of uh, like this walk is a bit, you know, it's like strange. Why does he walk like that? But obviously that already, that gives you something to make it. That's something that, that, uh, adds to like, uh, sort of, uh, that's an ingredient for a cult game, you know, uh, for a cult <laughs> classic, it's stuff like that that's, like, a little bit strange. And for me personally, a lot of, sort of, Japanese games are um, great at that stuff. It's, like, you know, little details, little things that are, sort of, original or strange or, like, idiosyncratic. And it starts him with his walk, I would say. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but the bigger thing is that he's a journalist and so on top of this entire thing you have a photography element where you have a camera and you take photos and get also also get xp uh, for that for taking it's photos. its
1: own developed mechanic not super developed
0: but super like but...
1: It, it, you can use it and you use it for different styles yeah. and it it rewards you based on uh different aspects whether or not zombies are being violent whether or not things are right. being funny you know etcetera etcetera
0: yeah, it recognizes genres for the photos, it's obviously based on proximity, how many zombies are in it, stuff like that, yeah. There's um, also, yeah. I
1: don't know if you know this, but there's a thing called PP stickers, um, it's meant mm-hmm. for different locations or landmarks in the mall, and yeah. you take pictures of those and you get, um, you X, get yeah. XP for it, and that's right. one of the ways to really remember how the mall works, is looking around and looking for these PP stickers
0: right 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 yeah i think there's just several like this remastered uh which we should say it's also on pc um it uh added several safe slots and i think that um greatly facilitates uh sort of uh, what i think what I, to me seems like a a good uh way to play this game for a newcomer for other newcomers like like i am uh which is like Take take some you know maybe make a separate save and use that for some exploration or like uh, um, you know just uh, allow yourself some deaths and just reload and uh, uh, don't don't worry like uh, because as we all know I'm a completionist but uh, this is sort of the game where the (laughs) the this was your kryptonite yes the one run will be you will take it will take a lot of training and sort of preparation and. Um, time investment to make the one perfect run uh, on it, and even but it would
1: be run, so rewarding,
0: <laughs> It would be, yeah. I th- I think I when I have more time, I will definitely uh, come back to this game and 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 put put some time in because I do think it's it's really fun and um, the loca- the sense of location. Uh, one thing I really wanted to mention is also greatly enhanced by or just the character of the game by the soundtrack. Um, which has, uh, you know, which is a variety of... Uh, I've brought Deadly Premonition up already. I'm going to do it again because some stuff reminded me of that. Obviously, Deadly Premonition was a couple of years later. But um, the, it's done by Hideki Okugawa, which, who uh, is the Third Strike um, composer. Um, also, interesting enough, uh, assisted on Apollo Justice, <laughs> which, is, uh, um, which was... You'll learn something to new see. every day. Yes, and he was assisted by uh, Marika Suzuki, who mostly did work on Monster Hunter. Um, And there is a great mix of like really recognizable dramatic themes, uh, sort of character um, themes, um, like you know uh, for for the different psychopaths or like this the fucking theme when the when you encounter the the guys on the car in the yard. My God, (laughs) he
1: did not make that. He, for the record, he did not make that. Uh, mean? The the convict guy's car. This, I know this because it's a meme. It's right. Gone Guru by a band. It's by like a new metal band called. Oh Lights. yeah, yeah.
0: No, I know that, but it's like sorry. right. Sorry, no, no. It's good that you mentioned that. Sorry, I totally f- forgot. Yeah, uh, it's true. I you have to. Uh, I I wanted to laud both the original as well as the curated. Uh, Aspects of the of the soundtrack. Yes, sorry.
1: Um, right. I I personally like the um, I definitely do like the ambiance, uh, the environment music where it's sort of like not music, but it's it is very like mall aesthetic. I lo- yeah, I mall, do love that music, especially dance. in the American sense. Like he uses guitar twang because it's in the middle of Colorado, and I think that's really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite songs in the thing are psychopath songs. Because they, they some of them have their own themes and stuff. And those can get really good. I like the clowns theme. It's super yeah. fun. Thumbs up.
0: Lyrics in uh in game music always always appreciate it. Um I <laughs> uh, didn't we mention that before once? Didn't we already make this Maybe,
1: uh... but we're saying it now.
0: Yes, we're definitely saying it now. Um Right. So a lot of lot of uh, sort of the big stuff and a lot of little things and stuff. I think totally works. I g- again, um, I had some t- trouble <laughs> with the game, but that was more owed to just you know. It's all not good. To... I,
1: I, th- I think it's part of it, and um, right. I do think like the multiple saves enable. Um, yeah. Th- well, it's a more forgiving experience because I would restart an entire run, and you would keep your levels. Um, mm-hmm. but otherwise I'd be like, yeah, this runs a wash. I can't, I can't do anything. I'm, I don't have enough time. So I would just reset everything. And, um, that's definitely better now. Um, it's, I, it, it probably is just hindsight where I'm like, it's not that bad. It's mostly knowledge based. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what you're okay with sacrificing in your priorities in the yeah. game. Um, and I, I like those active choices. The thing I was going to say in a general sense. And I guess I'll mention it in the post-game sense because you don't know the post-game. Um, after yeah. you get ending A, you get ending S, or you get overtime mode, which is a sort of extra 24 hours where mm-hmm. Frank is infected by a uh, zombie, and he has to get a cure and escape the mall. And um, that's fun. Uh, you don't really fight a lot of zombies there. You mainly fight... Um, actual military people, I think that's sort of where the game's starting to get a little uh, clunky in combat. Um, I think the game is definitely built for slow, numerous, dumb mobs of enemies. Um, But then there's also Infinite Mode, which is basically the sandbox of the game. And um, what I like about Infinite Mode is um, basically it is not a complete sandbox it is actually a survival mode mm. um, your health goes down in real time so mm. as you're going through the days you're constantly looking for food and food does not replenish in that mode so oh. there is an end point to, they're like you will die one day right. In, right. in that mode and um, so like i think i think end the best you can do is like 5 days like, five or six days is, like, the achievement that's as, as far as you can go. And that's really fun to me. Mm-hmm. And um, and cool. also, in a general sense, I hear and this also applies to the sequels. Um, I think there was an audience that, when they bought this game, because this game sold really well. Um, mm-hmm. There was an audience that bought this game and was off-put by the structure, by yeah. the unforgiveness. They were yeah. like, I just want to play I just want to play a mall game where I kill zombies.
0: Right. This is not an accessible. Like this looks uh, sort of uh, run of the mill, but it's in t- but it's really the opposite. It's really creative and yeah, it can.
1: Yeah, so like all all, all of these obstacles make the game better. But as the as the games went on, um they they sort of made concessions. Like I don't know if you know anything about Dead Rising but Dead Rising 4 has no escort missions. As soon as you save a survivor, they disappear into the ether. And yeah. they're just r- fucking random survivors. Um, there's no time limit. There's just no time limit. It's just you go to whatever missions you want to do for natural progression. and It's right. it's stuff like that. Just it sounds focus tested
0: to focus tested to something uh, maybe more accessible. And like... Easily, sort of pigeon. Uh, what is it? A pigeonhole.
1: hold, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely like people. Th- they gave it to people in focus testing. People were like, "I just want to have fun," and they didn't. There was no nuance or an artistic, creative decision to defend these actions. Yeah. Y- you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, but you know, I think uh, the way I always heard it over the years was like one and two, people love those, and then three controversial as people are split and then for I didn't really hear anything positive from the people that were you know from the people whose opinion I would be interested in
1: that that's about right I mean Dead Rising 2 is mostly Dead Rising there's there's a more sandbox mode where you can have fun and it. it's much more arcadey but like the main story mode is very functionally like this one there's also yeah. just more save slots but like it, it it is more forgiving but still maintains the Identity. And um, there was also mm-hmm. another game. In, there's multiple games in between. I guess we can talk about. Number one. Uh, off the Record.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know how much you know about Off the Record. Do you know anything about it?
0: It's the XBLA uh, game. that did the appetizer sort of for, for two, right?
1: No. Uh, the appetizer for two is Case Zero. Ah. And um, the DLC Whoops. mission was Case West. Where Frank West was your co-op partner.
0: Ah, but okay.
1: Off the Record is the most Capcom shit ever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is literally Dead Rising 2, but they uh, replaced the main character, Chuck Green, with Frank West. It's the same game. They just added, ah. like, 5% new assets.
0: But um, it came out later? Uh, way later? Yeah, or? it came
1: out later. It came out, like, a year later. Okay. Um, I, 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 I play Off the to Record. Play? I, I like the game, yeah. but that's because. Right. You
0: know, um, right. you it, we should talk a bit about like uh, for people um, sort of. Well, what would be the progression here for people sort of interested in in playing more? Uh, play case zero. Uh, I I would
1: I would I don't think you can get case zero unless you already bought it. You may be able to get it on XBLA still, because um, that's mm-hmm. the, yeah you can only get it digital on Xbox. Um, but mm-hmm. I would just recommend going Dead Rising two dead rising 2 and then if you really like the games after that just keep playing them and you'll find out what to like and what not to like about each
0: one right right
1: um and i guess to also talk about um a dead rising game that changes the experience dramatically there's chop till you drop (laughs) right (laughs) which is the wii title And Mm -hmm. they just got rid of most of the zombies. Imagine seeing only like five zombies on screen at once, and then the (laughs) game playing like Resident Evil Four, and then that's the game.
0: Right. Uh, They tried. I mean, I I find these sort of always these ports um, always too interesting to be mad uh, like to be mad at them because I
1: agree. It's impressive that they did it. The ambition
0: of putting Dead
1: Rising on the Wii. And also just
0: interesting to see these alternate sort of versions for the games and you can see how the technical plays into it. And it's like, it's just, it's like from a, but I already see it from the news. I remember seemed sort of, you know, it it seemed dumb at the time, but um, you know, like 15 years later, it's, uh, I find it already, I find it interesting, an interesting bit of like, um, you know, game, game, game history or whatever, like from a, from a historical sense, I, I, I find it. I find it interesting, um, just like when you compare like version differences for you know older games uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, did you did you play the Wii one?
1: I played it briefly. I rented it. Ah, okay. um, it was. It was. Um, it. It wasn't. I don't think zombies are an essential <laughs> Dead Rising experience. I think they're. They are an obstacle. They are the thing to slow you down in the game. Right. Right. So. Um they what I liked about Dead Rising uh you Drop is that they actually gave you um multiple enemy types. They gave you like animals. There's like animals in the game that you have to fight. Um so like there's there's like a what I wish is that why didn't they put in a zoo? There's no zoo in the mall. So there must have been yeah. some pet store which <laughs> that just like leaked into the mall. But uh, there's like a parrot that drops grenades. <laughs> <laughs> it's just random shit like that oh, yeah. you gotta love sure
0: this isn't the best version
1: <laughs> I, you, yeah. you gotta respect it you know
0: yeah for sure um I, I did want to mention, I don't know if you have any uh, more points on, on The Rising, but I did want to mention just a couple of problems, and I f- noticed that I didn't didn't really, you know, mention them. Um, I want to say that, uh, obviously, or we should mention, I think, that obviously the game has some problems, like survivors. Um, I
1: disagree, it's perfect the way it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> survivors can act pretty dumb, it's like... Uh, that's it's not the only game with that problem, obviously. Always escort stuff is in games is there. But
1: it's weird that escort is like a primary function of the game. If you do not like escort missions, you may not like Dead Rising. It sure, is sure. I would say a quarter of the game.
0: I think you have to sort of make a piece with how it works and then sort of uh you know, do the I don't know, like work with yeah, sort of work with with it and around it and find the the ways to to make it not
1: annoying really Uh, like if you're going into the game i would recommend using the cam like the the zoom in camera and using the marker to tell people where to go mm -hmm. and the only time i would do the press like mash y over here for them to follow you is if um you need to reset them that's Uh the that's the only time i would actually
0: do that
1: um and other than that, it's just pray to God that there's not enough zombies in their way to slow them down for right, however right. long.
0: Um, another thing I wanted to mention: uh, you can change this. Uh, I would, for me, I would recommend it. I don't know uh, it's the um, the the aiming of items. Uh, first of all, you're very used. People I will be very used to now to press uh, left trigger to zoom in, but that's your camera. Uh, so actually, you press right. The right stick, uh, the right trigger uh, to, to to aim an item that you want to, th- or a gun or whatever, and then X to use it. Uh, but, and when you're zoomed in, um, the initial setting is aiming with left stick. But personally, I would recommend trying to change it, try to change it to uh, aiming with the right stick. I, I, I would say that's more in line with modern control schemes. And to me, it feels much more natural. As I noticed, I was always going to the right stick. I wasn't moving, so I was like, ah, panicking. And then I noticed, oh, um, right, it's the left stick to aim. So uh, that's something you can do. So um, just as a uh, PSA, um, the... I for me the most annoying thing uh by far is um when you when you use something and it breaks um or you it's throwables and they and you run out of them but you are you you're still sort of attacking um and the next item is a uh a, f- a food item for example or a book or whatever <laughs> you'll just throw uh, the item yeah, you just well you'll eat the item or you know read the book or whatever uh, which you don't want to do. So basically, my for me it would be hugely improved if when some when your item breaks or runs out of ammo or whatever, if it didn't auto equip the next item, if it just went to an empty slot, left it empty, left it left you unequipped with something because it's so quick to equip something with the uh, left and right buttons. Uh, it's so quick that that would be that wouldn't be a problem and you wouldn't be i I keep using uh like consumables i don't want to use because i'm you know at full health because of that um because it auto once you are done with something it auto equips it um it auto equips the next thing it cycles to the next thing that's that's such an annoyance to me yeah it's a small thing but since you you obviously use items all the time it it's um uh, that is my biggest gripe uh, with the game. I can understand you know, so that far.
1: definitely. I I think th- those are totally reasonable criticisms of a 10 out of 10 game. It's okay. <laughs> it's <enough.
0: laughs> the the thing what offsets it a little bit is that of, there's like you always find food items and stuff. It's not the uh, end of the world if you use. Uh, If you waste one, that's, you know, it's just, it's almost more annoying to uh, be in the middle of the zombies and then accidentally your item breaks. And the next thing was a book, uh, which when you hold a book that can boost certain uh, things like XP gained from certain stuff, depending on what the book is, which is also a funny idea. Um, If you have it in your inventory, that alone is enough to get the boost. Um, But when you press, when you hold, when you're actively holding it and pressing X, you, you he reads the book. And tells you what what bonus you get. Um, so just <laughs> standing there in the middle of the middle of the zombie uh, horde, uh, just you know reading this book, and obviously it always leads to the same thing where it's like no, nope. mashing out of it, <laughs> uh, to, and 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 running running away. Um, and, and and this last small thing, well, there's a couple of very small things like some rough edges, phone calls when you get orders to call uh, calls you. Uh, and, uh, Don't be
1: dissing, Otis.
0: going to a screen you, transition. You, you
1: were rude for interrupting him while he was talking.
0: That's true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I retract my, I retract the criticism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm uh, a little busy here, Otis. And he's like, hey, that's rude. It's like, that's, dude,
0: that's true. Um, sometimes I th- felt it was unclear when the zombie was dead, dead, like, um, sort of zombies stood up again after i thought they were dead you know um it and and like because they some of them just lie down flat and don't stand up again others keep like twitching even though they're also dead Dead. Do,
1: do you want to know the secret of how i know tell and me. i never we should have mentioned it at some point there's a counter in the bottom right that tells you when that zombie dies
0: Oh yes, yeah, I, no. I mean that's not a secret, but that's smart. That's just a smart thing to do to look at. Yeah, you're right. I should just uh, keep an eye on that when I when I fight them. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, when you're fighting a couple of them, you're not gonna count how many you are fighting right now. So, um, like, did I kill? Did I just kill three or four? Yeah, it's it's not super elegant, but I see I see your point for smaller uh, encounters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. um... No, and uh, no, I still get it. It's still a valid criticism. Um, right. I'm trying to it's think. It's small of, stuff. I I think uh, I'm trying to think of things I don't like about the game. Um, I think some of the items don't last long enough. I think the magazines help partially, but especially when it comes to like the cars, uh, the cars oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. items like that, um, they just don't last enough. Um, and to go into, uh, I guess. I, 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 before we end this because we're a little li- I'm surprised we talked this long about it um, but uh, I'll just go over some things I've done, like about the game or recommend to new players um, first off the one uh, the one thing you would want to do there's an achievement in the game called Zombie Genocider and um, it involves killing 53,653 zombies, I'm guessing that number I'm pretty sure it's close to that um, in one run. You have to dedicate an entire run to killing zombies, basically. And um, that's basically six hours of going into the maintenance tunnels with a car, driving in a car, killing zombies, and then just, you know, taking your time on that. And uh, the bonus is worth it, 100%. Because mm-hmm. once you get the achievement, you unlock the Mega Buster, which allows you to properly cosplay Mega Man X. Oh, I okay. know.
0: Okay. So this is
1: it. All ties in together, right?
0: Now. I'm listening. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You can cosplay. You can cosplay a lot of things when you beat the game. You unlock different uh, costume items depending on what you've done in the game. Um yeah. And Mega Man is the one I always go for. I go for the Mega Buster. Um, I obviously did not go for this here because uh, mm-hmm. fuck that. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's it's probably one of the best weapons in the game if you beat. Five Day Survivor in Infinite Mode. I think you get a lightsaber, like a literal lightsaber. Yeah. And I think I think rewarding a player for doing these really really hard things
0: yeah. is
1: um, admirable. Let's, I I like that.
0: Let's save some of the surprises yeah. though. But that's a good appetizer uh, for you know. Here's the d-
1: thing: is if I didn't tell you those, I don't think you'd do it, ever. <laughs> Wait,
0: you mean me? I
1: mean, you, no, you yeah, know, just you like, know. or in general, like, yeah, I, I, think saying what the prize is definitely helps. I the found will to go on.
0: I found three uh, enemies in Circle of the Moon for gear with a zero point five percent drop rate for gear that I wouldn't actually need, and it doesn't even, you know, it's like part of my. Just the my head. Why would the you do this? Requirement that I made in my head for like okay, 100% completion. I won't do the different runs like sharpshoot and stuff. Post like um, I won't do a new playthrough, but I'm I want to get. I have to get all the gear. That's part of my uh, <laughs> my, my. The the 100%. next
1: episode of this is definitely going to be just an exploration of Pavlos's psyche and why he feels compelled to complete things when he does not need to
0: <laughs> yeah it's a mystery uh, right I think that's that's a wrap on that Rising um, what uh, game are
1: we playing next Pavlos?
0: we're playing the game uh, Fantasy Star um, Woo! yeah we're going back uh, back in time again
1: our and, first uh, RPG
0: right our first RPG um, so you can play that on, uh, on, well, on anything, but, uh, really, but, um, they put out that Sega Ages version on Switch, which has, uh, some neat quality of life stuff, which we'll get into, n- uh, next episode. So, uh, come back for that. Thanks for listening and thanks for the, uh, in-depth discussion, uh, my dear Brogan. Well,
1: th- no problem, Pablos. Like, comment, and subscribe. You know what it is. Hit the you bell can like. find me on Twitter at Broken Chat. And I think I'm done plugging. I think we're good to go. See you next time. Bye.